When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, we talk to the original Tiger Tales drummer, Ace Fincham. We hear about what's going on with his band, Tiger Tales USA. We also revisit the classic albums he played on, Young and Crazy and Berserk. Now, some of his relationships with his past bandmates are a bit rocky, and we talk about that too. And we talk about how Love Bomb Baby was just played on the first episode of the Peacemaker TV show. Hey, me and my buds just did a cover of Rats Round and Round, so make sure you go on YouTube and give it a like. Now here's Ace. Check it out. Well, Ace, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Awesome, man. It's great to be talking with you. Uh, get everybody up to speed with what you're up to. Uh, you, right now you're doing Tiger Tales USA. Tell everybody what that's all about. Yeah, basically um, just doing Tiger Tales USA, doing all the Tiger Tales songs, just trying, you know, just trying to keep it keep it alive over here in the States because we, cause we never really got to play in America. Um, we, you know, we always played all of them of Europe, but we never got to the States. I kind of, I talked to Jay and I talked to uh, Kim and they were cool about it, about me doing Tiger Tales USA. So that's what I decided to do, yeah, carry, keep the music going over here. Awesome. Now, what do you focus on mostly? Do you focus on like the first few albums, or what? What kind of material do you guys put in the set? The first two albums only. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The ones that that matter, Young and Crazy <laughs> and 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 Dessert. <laughs> <laughs> they are classics, man. They're, they're two of my favorites. To yeah, tell- those are the two albums. I mean, I mean, there's. I thought you know, I thought Wasbones was a good album, mm-hmm. and I played on two of the demos of that song, of that album, and there's some good songs on that. But to me, that was the last great Tiger Tales album. So, so the guys were cool with you doing it. You didn't get any kind of pushback doing you know using the Tiger Tales name. No, nothing. No, I asked Jay. He was cool as long. Jay was just like, "Don't use the tiger." Mm, you can do it, but don't use the tiger image. So okay, and it was like so okay, that's fine, no problem. And do you run into? I mean, I'm sure you do. You probably run into a lot of Tiger Tales fans from the USA. Uh, probably want their you know berserk autographed and all that kind of stuff. Is that does that happen? It's happened. Yeah, one gig. The last gig I did, it was like that. You know, a lot of people had a lot of CD covers. They wanted signed. And that was pretty cool. Some guy had a tattoo as well. He had the tiger tattoo on his arm. I didn't sign it, though. I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't want to make it a mess. It already it looked good as it was, so I left it at that. Since you guys play you know, those first two albums, let, let's revisit those albums, because like I said, those, those are the ones that people really want to talk about the most. Yeah. Young, young and Crazy, man, you know, to this day, I still love that debut uh, how do you feel about it yeah. when you go back and listen to it? What, what what comes to mind when you listen to it? You know what? I'm, I don't know. It's like, um, I thought it was okay, you know. It, well, when it came out, I thought it was okay at the time, you know. And then, But when we did Berserk, I thought, well, God, Young and Crazy is just nowhere near as good as Berserk. But 
so many people prefer young and crazy. Um, you do polls. I've done polls before on my website, you know, on my Facebook. And young and crazy always comes up high. Everybody loves that album more than Berserk. Yeah. So I think each album has its moments, you know. I think it was very raw. And the money we had at the time, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So it just came out raw and and quite um, snotty and punky, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know. It's definitely got a great heavy beat, man. You're keeping a, a real solid heavy beat, keeping the songs going. And, and uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. It is. it is It's raw. And I think that's probably why it still works today. It, for something about it, it doesn't yeah. sound as dated because of that rawness. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's some good songs on that album, definitely. Some really good songs on that album. Let's let's talk about Stevie James a little bit. Well, I had him on. Okay. And and I and I love Stevie. I, I think his voice, especially I love his voice. His voice is so cool. I love that he he kind of sings a little bit lower than like your average metal singer, but then he's got yeah. the ability to to screech and go high when he wants to. So I, I really love the way that he uses his voice. Um, yeah. But it, you probably know. I've had both these guys. I've had him and I've had Jay on the podcast. And it's almost like there's conflicting stories of, of what happened. You know, I mean, Stevie says that, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, somebody at the label, I'm just trying to remember from memory, you know, when I had him on, but I, yeah. I want to say he thought somebody at the label had it in for him. And, and I think Jay was like, well, Stevie was wild and he's he's beating on journalists and all this stuff. So what's your take yeah. on this, man? You were there. What, what, do you, what do you think hearing both sides of this? Yep. The bottom line is, yeah, Stevie did, you know, he did have his fights with the press and stuff like that and um but it was all it was jay and pepsi just wanted to get rid of him um and it, stevie's my best friend i've known stevie since 1980 mm-hmm. and they wanted to get rid of him and i was like what i you know i didn't want to go along with it they had we had a meeting at the at the uh where our manager was we had a meeting there you know and i knew nothing about what was going to go on we got there. This is exactly what happened, and I'm going to tell you this, and this is what happened exactly. I showed up at the records, you know, where our uh, manager was. They sat me down, and they said, and he, he said to Jay, have you told Ace yet? And, Ace, and Jay said no. And he said, we're just going to go, go down. So we went to a coffee bar. Went to a coffee bar, and they gave me a, uh, one of those old Walkmans with a with a new recording of Living Without You on it, mm-hmm. with Kim playing on it. Oh, okay. And I listened to it, and I was like, I thought it was great. I did. And uh, that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to go with Kim, and is I thought it was great. I really did. It it was good. I was I I had a buzz listening to it, you know. But it was just Stevie was my mate. I've known Stevie for so long. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine being in a band without him, you know, so I kind of was like, well, God, I don't know. But that's how it is. Um, Jay decides on something, and that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they, they got rid of Stevie that day. I actually refused to go down there. I went back home and let them do it because I didn't want to get rid of him. Like like when you finally were able to talk to Stevie about the whole situation, I mean, what oh, was... Talk- yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, um, well, he wanted to get me and do another band, you know. He wanted to, we were going to try and do a different band, you know, and everything. But by that time, you know, I was on a paycheck, you know. I was getting paid to do what I was doing. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it's really weird because when we went to re-release uh, Living Without You, we went to record it. I actually told the guys that I was leaving after the recording. Uh, I was going to do that, uh, Living Without You release with Kim singing on the two B-sides, or the two sides, sorry. And um, I said that was it for me because I'm going to get back with Stevie. But I, the bottom the bottom line is I was getting paid to do this. I didn't have to work anymore. Right. So I didn't have to have a job. So I, I, you know, I told Stevie and his dad that they're paying me to do this. So I can't really leave it right now. Yep. And and, that, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes you know, we as we all know, it's it's like the music business. You know what I mean? It's not. I think Eric. I think. Yeah. I want to say I heard Eric Singer say this in the Kiss documentary. It's not called Music Friends. It's called Music Business. <laughs> so that's how it works. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it does, yeah. With with Kim, it's, it's really it's it's really hard because Stevie was like my best friend, and I've known Stevie like I said since 1980, and it hurt to let him go. It really did, you know. But um, I was on a wage, you know. I was getting paid to do so much, you know. I didn't want to work a normal job, and they were paying me not to do a normal job. So that's why I stuck with it, you know. Yep. And Stevie went on to do good things anyway, so. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so you already kind of talked about Kim Hooker. So you hear this recording with him on there, and you're like, "This, this is sounding pretty damn good." So, what was it yeah. like when he got into the band? What did you like being in a band with him? Well, how did that all play out? Well, Kim. I mean, when I spoke to Kim, he said, you know, he said he had come out and saw us, and I actually had met him at one of the shows we did, and he said that he watched me the whole show, and he said it was like watching the blonde Tommy Lee. That's just his words. <laughs> and um, and he was really psyched to work with us, you know. I don't know. It was just, you know, like I said, it, it's one of them things where, you know, like I said, you're, you're trying to stay faithful and true to your friend, but you're trying to stay faithful and true to the business, and you've got to pick one of them, and it's such a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I ended up I ended up picking the business side of it because I needed money, you know, and, and I didn't want to work a normal job. So you get to Berserk, and, I mean, like I said, I know what you're saying with some of the polls, but there's a lot of, so many people that love Berserk, man. They probably, there's a lot of people that could go either way, right? Some people like Berserk better than you're yeah. crazy, yeah. But, but it is a killer album, and I think sonically... At least you got to say it, it's a it's a more powerful album than than the debut. You know you can tell the, is, the yeah. productions there. The production was better mm-hmm. as yep. well. You know we had better production and everything. You know more money. Yeah. To spend on it. Yeah. One thing that I'm I love about it, I am. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I love about it is I feel like when I listen to it. It's almost like I'm at a concert. It's like the drums are so, you know, I don't know if they, have, they got a lot of reverb on them or something, but the drums sound real big. Then even the guitar almost sounds like, it just sounds like a concert. You know, I've, so many times I used to, a couple years back, I had a, a car that had a cassette player and I had the, the original cassette of Berserk and I would crank that thing, man. It, it really, it just sounded like I was at a live concert. I just love the sound of that album. It sounds right, so big. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it, and, and I feel it. I feel what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
a lot of songs, especially like I would say something like Love Overload with all the per- all the percussion that's yes. in the middle of it and that is just, you know, cranking out. Yeah, definitely, you know. And I love how it goes into different directions. You know I mean? You get real poppy with, you know, Love Bomb Baby and Twist and Shake, but then you're real heavy with Six Socks and, and, and Love Overload and yeah. songs like that. So it's cool. And you know what? Here's another thing. Yeah. And, I feel like, and, and let me know if this was something you guys were thinking of, but, I mean, the production, and I know it, it was Chris Sangridis, right? He produced it? Yes. Yeah. It, it almost yes. like he he took a glam metal album and he produced it the way he'd produce, like, a thrash album. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Like, it's it sounds heavy, you know? Yeah, because he had done Thin Lizzy, he had done Tigers of Pantang. So, yeah, he, he was, he, Chris was on it. Chris is great. He really was. Bless his heart. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone now. But yeah. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He exactly what you just said. You know, he he, he brought a lot of power into yeah. uh, to our the whole style of, of you know the sound of the record. When I did the drums, my drum kit was in a huge, huge oak hall, all wood around it, and I was on a high drum riser, and there was nothing else in this room. Just great big empty room with a drum kit on a drum riser in a big oak room with tall ceiling and and that's how we did the drums and it was just like it was fucking amazing like wow i can't believe how loud and everything is but it was just so amazing and at that point the band's getting pretty big especially in the uk i mean that was a pretty big album for you guys well i mean that had to be a good time with the touring and everything it was yeah definitely i mean we we got in the charts with it we got in the top 30 for about, I don't know, two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it was a big album for us. Yeah, it definitely was. And I think, you know, this is the weird thing, really, because I think uh, Young and Crazy outsold Berserk over here in the States mm-hmm. because it was released through Combat Records, Young and Crazy was over here with Metallica and Poison and... Yep. All them on that were on combat records. Berserk, we didn't we didn't get that American release. It was just you know, yep. and Berserk was just an import. Whereas Young Crazy was actually released through, um, you know, through what I was just through what I was just saying that other record label. Yep. Um, so uh, a lot of people, you know, it was it, it's weird. I have some weird things because I remember reading Tom Kiefer in, in Metal Hammer saying. You know, they're asking him what bands he thought were good in Britain, and he's like, "Well, I really like Tiger Tales, Living Without You." And I just thought, "Wow, that's so cool!" Yeah. And Britney Fox loved it as well, and it was like, that's when you think, you know, you think you're doing, you're on the right track, you know, when you hear all these other bands saying it's good. Oh yeah, yeah, that that is. But you know, cool. but you know what? Have you ever heard Stevie's album, My Private Hell? I have. Yeah, I like that album. It's very cool. That is. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. For it's just awesome, and I got to play live, play those tracks with Stevie, and it was good. But um, that album, if it were to come out back then, with you know in '87 or '88, oh my god, it would have stormed the charts. <laughs> it's, it's great. I was glad it really to. Uh, album. I was glad to to get that album because. You know, I think as a fan in America, you I lost track of, of them. You know what I mean? Like I said, I never really heard much of them after Young and Crazy. I know we did um, yeah. some of those, like, Cat, uh, 
had a hot tin roof and all that kind of stuff. But that stuff was not. Yeah, yeah. I never heard any of that stuff in the states. So when that came, when I when I found that, I was like, oh, it's great to hear him again. And he really sounded the same. So it was that's what was really cool vocally. You know, and the music oh, yeah. the music was updated a little bit, and that that made it cool too. It wasn't like it was a complete retro thing. It, it had a no, little bit of a no. modern twist. So no, I, I'm I'm very impressed with that album, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely great album. And I, that's what I tell Stevie as well. Whenever I talk to him, I'm like, you ain't got to worry about whatever Tiger Cells did. You did an album that's just unbelievable, you know. Uh-huh. It is. It's a great album. Great album. Great songs. Great album. Great production. I'm proud of the guy. Yeah, he did good. Yeah. Now, one other thing before we get off the topic of Berserk that's very exciting. Now, I've yet to see this, yeah. but I've heard the stories that Love Bomb Baby plays what, at the end of the new Peacemaker TV show? I know. That's awesome. I Yeah, I, I actually watched it just so I could see if it was on there. It was on the first episode only. <laughs> that so, is cool. I'm trying to, like, hook up with my bank right now and find out, you know, because I've been over here for six years now, over here in America. <laughs> so I have forgot all my bank details and everything from Britain because I thought, you know, there'd be no more royalties. Everything was over, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, this came out now, and it's like, oh, my God, i got to find my royalties from this. <laughs> so I'm trying to get a hold of the bank in Britain and, and get my info back on. And so far, I'm not doing too good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's funny, because this doesn't surprise me, because I know that James Gunn, he posted like his, one of his hair metal lists or something like that, his playlist, and I think Tiger Tails was on that and a lot of other hair bands, you know, from the 80s. So, you know, and, and when you watch movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, the dude has good taste in music, and he puts it in his projects, and it really it does well. It fits, you know? Was that, was that in his Spotify? Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. And the other cool thing that he, that I noticed, and somebody posted this clip uh, on uh, on Twitter, is there's a scene where John Cena is going through his record collection, and he's got Pretty Boy Floyd, he's got uh, Cinderella, Faster Pussycat, yep, London Choir Boys. I was like, this is freaking cool, man. How cool. Yeah. I watched that first episode, and he's carrying all them records around, and I always saw Pretty Boy Floyd in there. That is awesome, man. So let's talk about you exiting the band. What happened with you leaving Tiger Tales? How'd that all play out? Um, Basically, I got a call from Jay in 1990, 1991. I think it was 1990. No, it was 1991. And uh, they wanted to get rid of me. Um, And to this day, to be honest with you, I have no idea why they fired me. Mm -hmm. I've asked Kim about it countless times, and Kim said he don't know. He said just, you know, Jay and Pepsi wanted to get rid of me and get somebody else in. And, you know, and I and I think it was, you know, we were getting ready to break in America at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when you lose a band member, people lose interest. Yeah. And um, I don't know, if, you know, but any anyway, yeah, so I was out. They, they kicked me out of the band, hmm. and I don't know why to this day. I've asked Kim. He says he doesn't know. It was Jay's idea, and yeah, that's all I know. What did you do after the after you were out? Did you join another band, or what? What happened? Uh, like around? Yeah, I I I did several bands. Um, I joined Angel Witch. I don't know if you remember Angel Witch. Well, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, they're like a new wave of British heavy metal mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. 
I joined them. I did another band with a girl singer, and we did some demos and stuff. But no, I really didn't do anything else. I didn't move on to anything else until I got back with Stevie and then went out and did, you know, some of some of his songs for My Private Hell. And then you and did go back you know, to... We, you went back to Tiger Tales uh, at some point in the 2000s, right? In the in the 2010s or something like that. Did you go back? 2011, I did. I went back. Yep. Um, and we did uh, a gig in Britain at Steelhouse, not Steelhouse Festival. What was it? Yeah, it was Steelhouse Festival. And then we went to Europe and did, and we had a different singer. We had Jules. Jules Millers, who's from White Widow, mm-hmm. and we went out and played all of Europe, and then came back and played England. And I knew the game was up for, you know, I, you know, the people that were showing up, they, well, people weren't showing up. That that was the whole thing. And I knew right then and there the game was up. You know, I knew it was, I was going to go. People weren't showing up. And, you know, it was just, I don't know, it was kind of just embarrassing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided to leave the band after the last gig in, in Britain. I had enough. Me and Jay just, we do not click at all so i i just i had to go i had to go after that you know after doing that um i felt pressure from jay pepper on me and i felt pressure on how we were supposed to be you know and it was in it was more adamant in europe you know um there was just not many people showing up loads of fat bald guys and that's it you know and and (laughs) no no more girls (laughs) <laughs> that's disappointing right <laughs> big time yeah I mean and you're in Sweden and Holland and you're seeing that and it's like what the hell have we done wrong <laughs> so yeah so I, I just yeah at the end I decided I had decided to leave I decided it wasn't working for me I wasn't getting along with Jay which somehow always seems to be a problem with me and him and I don't know why we, we butt heads uh-huh. Uh-huh. um I've never got anything against Jay, and I, and, you know, I, I never know why he fired me and why he was so snotty to me when we went on this tour of Europe, you know, mm-hmm. um, in 2011. He just wasn't cool to me. I, I don't know why, but, you know, yeah, I, I just, I decided to get out. So how's the relationship with these guys today? So it sounds like some of them you're speaking to, some of them you're not. Uh, what's, 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 I'm, I'm really good. Yeah, I'm really good friends with Kim. I speak to Kim quite often, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we text and, and, and email each other back and forth. Jay, I don't talk to at all. He, mm-hmm. I did try and reach out to Jay because he got tinnitus, which I have. I have had tinnitus since 1990. Mm-hmm. In the, oh, in the States, you guys call it tinnitus, I think. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so I've, I've had it since 1990, tinnitus, and it's horrible. And Jay got it, so I reached out to him, and I was like, you know, I understand how how you feel, and it's it's a horrible thing to go through, and I'm sorry you're going through it, but I never heard nothing back from him. But you know, I I, I it's it's horrible tonight. It's just something you know. Unless you go through it, you have no idea. Just having constant ringing, piercing ringing in your ear all day and all night. Oof. Since I went through, you know, when I found out he went through it, you know, I tried to reach out to him. But, uh, yeah, I had never heard nothing back from him, and that's about it, really. And you're still pretty tight with Stevie, right, James? This is another weird thing. Stevie and I don't talk anymore. Um, I put out a book. I wrote a book and put out a book, and Stevie didn't like some of the things I put in the book. 
so he don't talk to me. He, the only the only time Stevie has talked to me is when my mother died in December on the, December fourth. He sent me a message saying, you know, your your mum's up there rocking with the chief, and the chief was Steve's dad who died. Mm-hmm. And he said, keep your pecker up, and that's the only time I've heard back from him. And it showed me that he cared at least, mm-hmm. you know, to actually hear back from him. But um, no, we don't stay in contact. I try to. I'd love to be in contact with Stevie, but. He won't stay in contact with me for, I don't know. I, I didn't write anything bad of, in, about him in my book. It was just I wrote about what a badass he was and how he didn't take any <laughs> shit from anyone. And, and you know, he f- would fight anyone, you know, guys that are like six foot three. And Stevie's like five foot five. And he didn't take shit from anyone. And that's the only stuff I wrote in my book, you know. So right. I don't know. I don't know why he won't talk to me. But um, it, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's real bad. I, I wish he did. Yeah, that, that's too bad, man. Like, you know, and, and like I said, yeah. life's too short, too. So hopefully, you know, hopefully you guys it is, can bro. Uh, Li- make a Life mind. is way too short, you know, and, and especially seeing all our parents going, you know. Yep, yep. Um, and they should realize even more. Most definitely, man. Well, is there yeah. anything else about Tiger Tales that, that you know that we need to know? Have we missed anything? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I said, you know, you know, I think Tiger Tales have made a lot of albums after Berserk, and Wasbones was, I think, the last good Tiger Tales album out of all the albums. They released a few more after that, but they just, no. The last good album was Wasbones. The other albums that came up out after that just didn't do anything, and... and there wasn't anything song worthy on it. I don't think. I don't know. Rob Wild, the new singer from Tiger Tales. Mm-hmm. I know. Rob. Um, yeah. You know Rob, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. I talk to him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Wild. Rob Wild's great. I love Rob. I actually got Rob into Tiger Tales, and I, it's so funny because I remember getting him into the band as a rhythm guitar player. This is when we got Jules in. And I remember Jay saying he looks too gay. I don't. I don't know if I want him in the band. He looks too gay. Oh, <laughs> but so. He, so Rob's come in as a rhythm guitar player, gone to bass player, to now the lead singer. Right, right. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of strange how that all worked out, you know. But I, Rob had talent, and I knew it. Yep. He had raw talent. And I brought him into the band because I knew he had talent. You know, I'd seen him around, and, you know, I knew what Rob could do. And I think the album they did with Rob is probably their best album since the Wasbones album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some cool songs on there. Yep, no doubt. Uh, on blast and i like what rob yeah. does in midnight city you know what i mean like i said he 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 wears his influences on his sleeves he's true to what he likes and uh, uh some great and catchy he, shit man very catchy songs and i love catchy songs well midnight city are just blowing up i mean they've been to australia japan they just they've just blown up you know i'm so proud of rob he's done so well and uh you know and i was even wondering if he was even going to stay with tiger tales because how good Midnight City we're doing because they're like I said they're playing everywhere yep I mean they got to go to Japan that's that's an honor right there yep that's awesome that is awesome man. but no I, I I love Rob I love Rob he calls me dad so <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm older than him and I have a child so he, he calls me dad <laughs> all the time so <laughs> well ace man this has been great talking about tiger tales anything you want to say to your fans out there before we wrap up i would just say enjoy all the tales music you can you know and um 
we really appreciate what you put into the band and what you, you know, coming to watch the band and buying the records and that, you know, we really appreciate it. And I speak on behalf of everybody else, I guess. And we love you all. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. All right, Ace. Take care, buddy. Take care, buddy. Bye now. Bye, mate. Bye. Well, that was great talking about some Tiger Tales with Ace. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Rock on!